the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 149, recording on Ch- July 11th, 2021. Uh, my name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are discussing the quote-unquote big Nintendo announcement from last week, uh, which happened literally right after we recorded last week's show. It's weird how that always happens. Uh, the Bloober Team's news, uh, Deathloop gets a state of play, uh, an update to one of Shannon's games of the last year. Loki spoilers and more. So to do that, I have with me as always Mr. Shannon O L E D or Bust Moore. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm doing fine. How about you? Oh, dude. Um, you know, a uh, little underwhelmed. Uh, you know, there was a part of me that was super excited to see Nintendo actually come out with uh, a new console, and I thought I was like, oh, I should give myself like a half a point for that E3 prediction, even though it's a little late. No. Um, but then I was like, nope, no, uh, there's 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 nothing there. Uh, it's a it's a brighter it's a brighter screen. Doesn't mm-hmm. fix any of the issues with any of the the hardware. So speaking of bright futures that fix no issues, it's Justin. If it ain't Silent Hill, it ain't crap, Carter. Oh hi. Oh. <laughs> How you doing? I know I'm doing good. I'm so excited. I have one more week of work, and then your boys coming to California. Yeah, dude, get out of that heat, man. I know, I'm so excited. Um, my, uh, in the mail today, too, I received my, I got a, I ordered a Doki Doki Literature Club sweater. Nice. <laughs> and it's so beast. Like, it's black, and then it has, it says Doki Doki Literature Club on it, and it has Monica with the letter, and then the other three girls are behind her, and they all look how they look at the end of the game for <laughs> each of them. So Jesus. <laughs> so how does Natsuki look? Because she's always deleted. Um, she has the where she has like the black crosses over her eyes, and she's like oh. puking out her mouth. <laughs> and then spoilers. Uh, yeah, spoilers. Yeah, uh, yes, spoilers. And then um, you know, neighborhood girl has a nice little uh, necktie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very fashionable. Very yeah. fashionable. Uh, big with the My Chemical Romance set. Um, we should, uh, you know what? When we get to what we've been playing, let's do a spoiler section for Doki Doki because now that Shannon's played through it, I'm just been dying to talk I about this. Yeah, <laughs> like I, so, Shannon, just save save your commentary for later because I right. want it. I I I want it all out out at once. This is gonna be great. <laughs> um, speaking of things that uh, were going to be great but then kind of weren't. Uh, Nintendo announced their Switch OLED version. Catchy name, guys. Catchy. Um, It's coming October 8th for $350. Uh, The new system will feature a 7-inch OLED screen. uh, You know, an upgrade from their 6.2 LCD screen. A wider kickstand. A little bit better speakers. 
a land port on the dock in case you were one of those people that just was sick of the Wi-Fi and, you know, for your Smash Bros. And, and you really got sick of uh, using it as an excuse while well, they're taking that crutch away from you. Um, they're doubling the internal storage to 64 gig. That thing has only 32 gigs of internal storage. I couldn't believe that. What I like, I had to double check. But yeah, they're doubling it to 64 and it comes in all white, white and black, basically. Uh, I couldn't be less impressed with this update. Your thoughts, gentlemen. Oh, man, what a kick in the balls. <laughs> I mean, my Twitter feed was like blowing up. Like I was getting alerts saying, you know, you need to check your Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. Like this is going down right now. Nintendo like and then I saw you jump into the discord and you were just like, oh, man, Nintendo. And I was like, what? I got to see what's going on. And then I jump on and it was basically we're creating a new switch with a bigger screen. We're not addressing any of the hardware issues. And there you go. And I was just like, fuck you, Nintendo. <laughs> you know, it was just um, oh, and very charging you 50 more dollars for it. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was extremely underwhelming. And like it, like I said, I mean, I didn't I don't know how many people are playing in handheld mode like all the time. But, you know, it seems to me like you, Zach, like you predominantly play on the TV. So I do. This does. I, I really oh. think I'm more of the exception than the rule. But really? Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people use handheld as a, as even if it's like 60, 40. I think they're more handheld than not. Mm. Justin, what do you think on that? So, I mean, I agree. Like, I, I think I've re- like a handful of times maybe played my Switch like on the TV. Mm-hmm. Like, I pretty much exclusively play handheld. Um, I also didn't like they kind of stealth released that video out. Like, I didn't even know about it until yeah, it was trending on Twitter. And just everyone, like, shit-bashing it was when I was like, what? Nintendo revealed something? And then I watched the video, and I was like, oh. Like, I will admit, if you don't have a Switch, I feel like that's the appeal. Like, if you don't have a Switch, this is obviously the way, like, 50 bucks. Like, you get the slightly bigger screen. It has double the hard drive space. Like, the the kickstand thing on the back of it is way more... I've never use the kickstand but i guess for all those rooftop parties when you're playing <laughs> like nba 2k and shit like on the roof like and, that'd be handy to have and you know real quick people shit on the kickstand thing and i get it because like who like you said who cares no one ha- is having these rooftop parties in the two years i've owned the switch i've probably wanted to use it twice and both times I had the thought of it. Like this kickstand fucking sucks. <laughs> like both times, you know, like, so I'm never going to use it because it's awful. So, I mean, maybe they're better. I don't know. Maybe like, I would use it more if it was better. Well, cause it looks, cause it's like the entire back of the switch. Whereas yeah. instead of being the corner where it's like, it's like one of those fucking, uh, on your phone, like the little pop things when you go to use it yeah, and yeah. it like collapses like three <laughs> seconds after you prop it up. So it looks way more stable. The, the biggest thing, I mean, the biggest improvement I actually thought besides like the screen was the fact that they put the internet port in the, when you dock it and stuff, Mm -hmm. which I don't play a lot of online stuff, but I remember from the Wii U trying to play Splatoon and like with my friends and stuff and my, like having the internet connection thing was like horrible. 
And if I was like, man, I wish I could just, I don't know, plug it in like my PS4 or anything else to get a direct internet connection so this would quit happening. Sure. So, I mean, that's pretty nice. But, yeah, I don't think it really does much for people who already own a Switch. I just hate the fact that you made a console that somebody's going to carry around with them in their pockets, play on the go, play out in the wild with dirty ass hands, white. Like, so now you can see all of your shame on the Joy-Cons on the side of the your, your brand new console. Like, uh, Zach has gone mm-hmm. through this with me many a times before. Like, he has berated me, but my keyboard at home, like, is disgusting. And it is a white. Can, <laughs> can, can I? I mean, we've done this before, but I, I would humbly suggest yet again, um, wash your fucking hands. And also clean your equipment yeah <laughs> pick one do one of them you don't have to do both but no, my time is one. limited when i get home and when i get home and i'm done building elevators the first thing i want to do is check my emails at home so i just take a clickety clack clickety clack bad bitches back and then like you know <laughs> like finish my shit out and yeah it's just you know after a while i Shannon forget to clean it gets home with his dirty elevator hands and he's like bro if i don't see a mangled corpse in like <laughs> i'm about to lose it I mean, uh, just picture what Shannon's phone is like if you put that shit under like lights, you know, like, come on, man. It's not that bad. I mean, I clean it with like an I clean it with an antibacterial wipe like every day after I get off of work. Yeah, he'll clean that, Zach, but he won't clean the keyboard. Yeah, not the thing. Dude, the phone is in my pocket. Like it carries me around everywhere. I'm not carrying around a keyboard. (laughs) So, yeah, for normal people who actually clean their shit, I don't think it's that big of an issue. But I can see where if you were a Shannon or a four-year-old, you'd have issues. <laughs> Damn it. Well, you know, there's two strikes against it in this household then, because my yeah. son and me, we're just going to mess yeah, that yeah, shit yeah. up. <laughs> Dude, like somewhere online after that new Switch comes out, I need to see a picture of someone death gripping a white Switch, just hands with like three inches of peanut butter in each and <laughs> got the new Switch. So I do think it's funny, though, that the Switch it gets announced and essentially improves the one aspect of the Switch that no one had a problem with. Like, is was anyone out there really complaining about the screen? It's like, I've seen processor speed, not addressed. Uh, RAM concerns, not addressed. Bus speed concerns, not addressed. Um, oh, hey, got a kickstand improvement. Great. People didn't complain <laughs> about that. Uh, oh, improved Joy-Cons, because mm-hmm. people for two years have been dealing with broken-ass Joy-Con. Nope. Ergonomic improvements, because, like, half the reason I don't use it a handheld is because my hands can cramp up after about a half hour. Nope. Nothing like that. So I think it's amazing that they went and addressed the one issue that no one really had a problem with, <laughs> which was the screen. Yeah, but, it, I mean, that's the thing, is it's not even, like, they made the screen bigger, but they didn't increase the resolution. It's still 720p, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so it's just, the only thing you did is made a prettier screen that's going to make everything look uglier because it's bigger, so the pixels are spread out, and it's still a lower resolution. And being OLED should improve battery life. Should, but who knows? Um, also, hey, the PlayStation Vita did more shit ten years ago with an OLED screen. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, and um, the new Switch is gonna outsell it in the first six hours. Yeah, right. Uh, also, would it 
still, still no Bluetooth. Would it be that hard to add Bluetooth into the Switch? Come on, just just throw a chip in there, guys. Like, what are we doing? Like, can I use my my earbuds that I use for everything else on my yeah, Switch? Yeah, you, you buy the fifty dollar uh, attachment uh-huh. that goes uh-huh. into the port on the bottom. That's what they want you to do. Just, uh, just we'll see if they add Bluetooth, then like people will. It's like that one thing where, what was it, the family on the trip where someone, like, in the car next to him got into the Picto chat or whatever, like, on yeah, the original yeah. DS and was, like, messaging their kid and stuff. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, no, it's still going to sell like crazy because Nintendo fans are insane. And I, I'm, I'm pretty convinced. I saw a theory posited out there that due to the chip shortage, they basically had the shells for the improved switch done with this better screen and all that stuff and could probably just could not get the chips to make the 4k switch that everyone had reported was coming and everything. And so they were just like, Hey, it's going to be a while, but we've got these improved screens. So let's just get these out. Let's just stop making regular switches and make these instead. And that's just what it's going to be. And which is why they announced it at 8 a.m. on a Tuesday, because they know it's not a big deal. But that's what hurts my brain, dude, is, you know, it's going to be a matter of time before these chips come out or whatever you need to make the the hardware improvements. Mm -hmm. Your Nintendo, just fucking wait. You're making money on selling, uh, I don't know, Mario for the 400th time to some cuck who likes Mario Sunshine or like some (laughs) other like thing. Like, <laughs> or like some other, like Splatoon 4, or I don't know, Metroid nope. Redux, like 6, or I don't know. Like, there's plenty of. Well, see, I, here's the thing they're not actually doing that. Like, you don't, you don't think they're making a crap ton of money reselling, like, those old things on. Oh, sure, but there's diminishing returns on all that. And mm-hmm. I guarantee these, these, I'm just calling them shells, but these shells that are new systems weren't cheap to produce. Mm hmm. And they probably had a plan that was going to be more like $400 for this, like $399, and to recoup all this cost. And if their projections are now that it's going to be years before that model can get out because they just can't get the chips to make them, I, I'm sure this half of this is just cut cut the loss and start selling these. You know, yeah, just, uh, that's what I was going to say is because you have to remember, too, I'm sure it wasn't completely up to them. They have investors and shit like mm-hmm. that, that they probably sat in a room and they were like, OK, we either do this now or we're going to lose X amount of dollars over this amount of time if we wait. And so they probably majority vote was just like, get the shit out to get money now. I don't know. I would have just maybe gone back to the drawing board and be like, OK, what can we do for the next Switch console? That's, you know, going to be a vast improvement. And, and that, not even and that, money on it. And you might be right, though. Like, that might be what is happening now, where instead of, like, a half-measure improvement, I could I could absolutely see a scenario where they shelve it, and in two years you get Super Switch, Switch Pro, Switch 2, whatever you're going to call it. Like, that's an actual full console revision instead of a bump up. Yeah, and, it's like... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go, go. I was no, going to say, gonna... you, sh- you should right now... Just get out in front of that super switch and just, you know, copyright that name. 
<laughs> but it's like if you think about it, like if you go back to like the DS's life cycle and stuff and think of all the iterations of the DS came out, it's like the similar thing. Like there's the original DS and then they had the DS Lite, which was just like the original DS but slightly brighter screen, like a little more compact. And then the DSi was just the DS Lite but with like the extra camera bullshit and stuff. And then that was around for like six months and then they were like, here's the three DS. Like, and that was, like, the next actual big handheld. Sure. And then, but the, I think the other problem Nintendo's starting to run into, and it's only going to be exacerbated by time here over the next year, year and a half, is with, when it was the Xbox Series X and PlayStation 4 as the other big boy consoles out on the market, the Switch was fine. It was portable. It was, it played most of the games you want to play. All the first party Nintendo stuff, it was great. Now that the PlayStation 5 and uh, I said Series X, but or you know what I mean, Xbox One X before, but now that's PlayStation 5 and Series X, man, I can't deal with those load times on the Switch anymore for some of these third-party games. It's like when I start playing stuff off Game Pass or like you play the Ratchet and Clanks of the world and it's like I'm waiting 20 seconds for a level to load on Tony Hawk on the Switch. Nah, good. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Uh, you know, you start losing the, the the being able to play it, you know, being able to play a third party title kind of jankily on the go starts to lose its luster because I've got this big boy console over here that does this thing way prettier and no load times. So why am I messing with this for the same almost the same cost as far as hardware goes? Well, I mean, true. I mean, it, it. We. I don't. I don't think you're. Uh, I don't think you're converting any of us because I think we're all in the same boat. Like. Oh no, is, no, it wasn't a conversion thing. It's just one of those like I. I think it's. I see it being a problem that gets bigger as time goes without a proper, you know, processor improvement with the switch. Yeah, I just don't know how you fix that with such limited capacity like limited space because yeah. i mean like even with the playstation 5 and the the series x or whatever i mean like i would assume that they're as big as they are because the architecture needs to be that way um to get those uh specs that you want the way that you want like i don't think the switch is ever going to be able to fully get rid of load times oh a hundred percent and but my thing is i don't think they and nintendo isn't ever making a competitor to the playstation 5 and xbox they, they just aren't that's that they've decided a long time ago that's not what they want to do mm-hmm. but you got to be in that playstation 4 range with your processing at at this point you know and to be to not be there i mean they're in the they're somewhere in between the 360 and the PS4 as far as processing goes and graphics and whatnot. Like, you know, when your high end output is 1080p, most of your stuff runs 30 ish frames a second at 720p. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it starts to, it starts to drag a little. And, and I guarantee you, this is not what a year ago, this was not the plan. The plan was not, here's the better screen version of the switch. The plan was probably, Here's the 4K version of the Switch that at least looks a lot prettier, runs things better. The games we're going to have coming out will run smoother at a better frame rate and people will stop complaining. You know, the Breath of the Wild 2s and whatnot. Now I'm sitting here going like, man, do we get Breath of the Wild 2 this year? Next year? 2023? 
when does that 4K stuff drop? Like, I'm, I'm starting to become concerned because, hey, guys, if you don't remember, Breath of the Wild 1 didn't run all that well. It was janky as hell in some spots, you know? And so, like, mm. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you, spoilers, like, when we get to what we've been playing, I got a game that suffers from that quite extensively. So... <laughs> it's one of those things, like... I, I'm not gonna, I know Shannon got another Monster Hunter game, which I saw he was playing on my Switch and blew me a fucking way because he spent $60 like a month ago on a Monster Hunter game <laughs> that he didn't play and he bitched about it on the podcast and he doubled down on the next version of it. Yeah, but you know what? I love this game. All like, right, this well, is, this I'm, is the Monster Hunter I'm excited I to hear yeah. about it then, so I'm glad that it's the Monster Hunter that you wanted and Just, we'll actually Justin, play. I would I would say save it for October eighth when Shannon actually buys one of these switches. That's that's when you're really <laughs> oh. make fun of them. Dude, I know. I was like, well, if they uh, if they release one that's like a uh, Skyward Sword version, Mike Miller will buy four. That, so. that is true. They Dude. would piecemeal it. Like, here's the dock. Here's the Joy Cons. Yeah. Here's the yeah. I'll t- I mean. I'll tell you right now, like uh, now that I have a place to play it docked on the weekends, like, mm-hmm. I mean, the week is usually pretty busy and I can maybe play like a couple rounds of Picross and that's it during the week. Um, but I'll tell you, like when I can play it docked, um, I have a lot more fun. So I don't I don't I don't see a desire for me to get a um, an OLED version of this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's a. Uh one is given to me for like christmas or something like that i'm i mean i'm not gonna poo poo on it because you know that's not a nice thing to do but you know hey well i also could see if mine just totally shit the bed and i needed a new one sure why not you know but it's it's i kind of in the same boat as you guys i don't see a hard need for one at this point if anything i if i was going to pick up a second switch i would get a light at this juncture I don't know. I tried plugging my girlfriend's Switch Lite into um, my uh, because I don't have a docking station uh, Mm -hmm. for the TV. Um, I just have like a a third party. uh, It's just like a cable that, you know, plugs into a hub that basically does everything that the the Switch Hub does. Um, And it didn't work like it didn't. Well, the the Switch Lite isn't made for TVs. Yeah, I know. But like still like. Like why? Why would you do that? Like because it's it's that's why it's cheaper. It's portable only. Yeah, they took out the but why stuff to do it <laughs> because Nintendo used all that, that money to buy shells for the OLED. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we're just gonna move on from Shannon's existential crisis um, and talk about another team that deals with existential crisis: the Blooper Team. And uh, if you don't know, they are the team behind such games as Layers of Fear, Blair Witch, The Medium. Uh, They do horror stuff, y'all. That's what they do. And they have announced a partnership with Konami, which got everyone, including our own Justin Carter, very excited about potential Silent Hills coming. And uh, Bloober Team got out there this week and said, nah, nah, y'all, we ain't doing that. We got two games coming. Uh, one's called uh, Black, which is like a first-person medieval Europe blah, blah, blah game. And the other one, uh, Dumb Spyro, maybe? Something like that? A uh, World War II horror game. Uh, neither one 
Silent Hill, as far as I know. Uh, but yes, hopes were crushed. Justin was inconsolable. Justin, would you like to say something? Huh? I mean, I didn't have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I didn't uh, you just, anything. <laughs> you just, you know, you just hear the pain in your voice, where you're just like, ah, it's just. It's because I just want to get like. I love Silent Hill. I have a Silent Hill tattoo on my arm. Like, I 2 is one of my favorite in the franchise, and I've played pretty much all of them, and it just sucks because PT had so much promise, and, like, I I was so excited for PT, and then I was so crushed when that didn't pan out, and it's just been so long. Like, Konami does not love any of their IPs, and it's, like, even the last... Silent Hill game that came like downpour or whatever it was decent but I was like I want a really good new Silent Hill and I'm never gonna get it I'm surprised Konami like reached out to anybody to make more games because I thought they were pulling completely out of the video game market you know they they seem to go back and forth it's one of those things where it's like you get those reports where yeah we all all we do is health clubs and pachinko machines and that's all we're company is these days which is fine if that's all you want to do but then they'll go ahead and release like three little indie games and a castlevania collection and reach out to the bloober team to make and it's like well are are you making games or are you not making games what are we doing here like quit quit doing things that are gonna get my hopes up with some of these old ips that i love um so yeah i don't know we time will tell Dude, and, like, that's the shit I don't understand either. Like, they'll sit there and, like, yeah, the Castlevania anniversary thing, it's, like, cool. Something. Like, give me the Game Boy Advance games. Yep. Give me Dawn of Sorrow. The I'm not even going to pronounce the other one because Zach always grills me on it and Circle of the Moon. And I oh, will pay for you dollars for them. How did you pronounce it? Uh, Harmony of Dissonance. Uh, Dissonance. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, give me those three games, and I will be more than happy to pay fifty dollars for those three. Right. I will give you money. Just let me play them. Do it in. Uh, do it in the. Uh, uh, what was the Castlevania like that got released that the director did that you love? Bloodstained. Oh, uh, Bloodstained. Yeah, make them like Bloodstained style. Do them in that graphic style. Hell yeah, I'll be there with bells on. Um. State of play happened. Death Loop got it got its shine there. Uh, I I mean I was sold on this game already, but when you watch the video and it's like, oh, so this is Dishonored meets Hitman. Great, done, sold. Like this game looks rad. It's a uh, the director describes it as a murder puzzle game. Uh, sweet, I am on board. Um, I don't know if either one of you uh, saw anything that made the, you get on or off the pot on this one. I've been on Deathloop for a while, and this one just kind of kept me going. Yes, yes, I'm I'm still in. Uh, I'm out. I, I I don't know. It it doesn't. It, the, while the game looks great, it mm-hmm. just doesn't seem like I would enjoy playing it. It doesn't seem just like fair. that type of game. Uh, so, I mean, I'm excited for you, um, but yeah, I think it, it hasn't mm. changed my opinion one way or the other. What about the Death Stranding director's cut? You, you in on that now? <laughs> little Kojima craziness, but now with more Kojima? No. <laughs> no. Does it have more monster energy drinks in it? 
Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and uh, the other thing that came from out of that state of play was that Sifu, the, the like Kung Fu brawler beat em up game with a really cool looking art style that got announced. Uh, God, what was that? The PlayStation 5 state of play when they originally announced that. But um, that got delayed to 2022. Just the latest victim of the COVID delay sensation sweeping the video games industry this year. Uh, I still can't decide if that game looks good or dumb. <laughs> I, I think they should just change it from Sifu to Waifu and then just make it all fightable pillows. <laughs> Doki Doki Kung Fu Panic. Um, <laughs> yes. Okay, and then uh, final news thing, Shannon, I figured this would be something you would like to discuss, even though I haven't actually talked to you about it. Genshin Impact 2.0 update we get uh new islands to explore mysteries to uncover better cross save functionality uh characters blah 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 blah. are you back in on genshin impact um i like that game uh it's i remember i remember you played a lot of that game yeah um i'm still playing it um i just I would rather play, you know, when Ratchet and Clank came out, I wanted to focus on that. So we had something mm-hmm. to talk about because I think everybody would get tired of listening to me talk about Genshin Impact. But um, like the improved functionality between crossplay works to my favor because I have my iPad and my iPhone um, and it did get very boring um, mm-hmm. working so far on my phone. And then on the weekends going to play it and rehaving to rehaving to do the same thing over again on oh, my yeah. PlayStation that, account. That would, that would kill me. For yeah. Sure. So now the fact that I can, you know, basically jump seamlessly between all three of those and there's still controller support on my iPad and my, um, on my iPhone for it, it makes it a lot better. Of an and, and they're adding uh, haptic feedback for PlayStation 5 controllers. Yeah, so. it's freaking dope. Like, I'm I'm all in for it. Like, it does definitely um, allow me to uh, play that game in way more formats, which is great because I can't play it on the Switch because the Switch is too underpow- underpowered <laughs> to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I just load it up on my iPad and have some fun. So I'm super stoked for it. Sweet. Uh, I might... Is there like multiplayer? Is that um, like, can I play can, with you? You can invite your friends to come in and help you with certain things like boss fights, um, but you can't just run around with everybody all the so, time. This is one of those games that I've been like dancing around for a year. Like I should try that. I should try that. I should, and I never do. But like this update sounds good enough that I kind of feel like maybe now is a good time to jump in. Mm-hmm. I tell you, like it's you know it's got that open world vibe, and it's it's basically Breath of the Wild done right. Um, like there is like stamina when it comes to climbing, climbing up the sides of things and running, um, your weapons are going to affect your stamina, um, you know, depending on the size of the weapon and and how hard you're attacking. Um, you do have elemental stat bonuses, uh, and effects that, um, are applied to the things that you're attacking and you have a team of four people. But even though you have a team of four, you're only contr- you only have one person on the screen at a time. So like all four people aren't there. Uh, um, okay, I see. So you have to choose like what element or what character you want to have in- for that specific situation. But you can change them all seamlessly on the fly. So it's pretty easy to you know you want to have a team that's well balanced that has like four different elements on there so that you can you know explore and unlock things effectively. Um, 
and you know i've had fun with it um you know there are times where i just go off on tangents and just explore the map instead of actually doing the missions so mm-hmm. i mean i'm still in the prologue but my characters are like level like 20 or 30 so <laughs> it's, it, i'm gonna roll when uh when it comes time to start doing the story part um but yeah it's fun i think you should give it a try it's free to play so why not give it a try true true and it's not too gross when it tries to like upsell you I mean, essentially, you start out with, like, you know, the main character and you get um, along the way, you're going to pick up, like, main story B characters. And as you complete certain levels, you get um, you get certain, like, five star heroes. So Mm -hmm. they, you know, as long as you're okay with, um, you know, if you know, if you're just trying to play the game and you want some strong characters, you'll probably get like one or two that are going to be strong and two that are going to be just like, eh, whatever. But when you log in, you get um, like one five star draw for free. So like you're going to get like at least three of your four characters are going to be five star, you know, players. Okay. so, I mean, you can have fun with that way and they're all going to be different elements. So, you know, you can give it a try. And then if you want, I mean, it's I mean, you could probably put in like 20 bucks here or there um, and get like more five star draws. But you don't need to do that. Cool, cool. All right. Well, uh, oh, the last thing I wasn't on the outline, but I wanted to shoot past you guys is, did you see the news that even though it looks like Final Fantasy 16 is going to skip TGS this year, uh, they did announce that the story is set in stone and the English VO is almost done for it. Does that make you feel any better about it showing up in 2022? No, because it's not Final Fantasy 7 Remake Part 2. Uh, but I thought you'd be more down for 16 at this point. You were you loved 15. Uh, no, I I like the first half of Final Fantasy 15. I did not like the second half of that game. Mm. All right. All right. I had a lot of issues with the end of that game. Fine. That's not how I remember it, but OK. <laughs> come on now like uh, when they when they do that when they do that cut away like in the middle of the game and then they come back and like everything's just all jacked and like the people that you liked you don't like anymore because they're a-holes or like they've had Mm -hmm. something happen to them and they're buttheads like that like i yeah i didn't i didn't like any of that that's a bad taste in my mouth all right well i guess that is the news for this week so should we talk a little bit about what we have been playing a weekly consultation, if you will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So this week, Gang Beasts dropped on uh, Game Pass, and my kid loves these kind of games and has been watching YouTube videos of people playing Gang Beasts for a while and decided, hey, I want to play that. I was not excited to play this game. It is not my kind of game at all. Like, oh, look, things that control horribly and just you flail around in scenarios where everything tries to kill you. Fun. Um, But we played together and it was pretty fun. It took a while to figure out the controls. The uh, on the Xbox, you use the shoulder buttons to grab. And then once you grab on to people, you can lift them up or you can headbutt them and knock them out and then lift them up. Um, the shoulder buttons also, if you don't hold them down, just act as punches, but you know, there's an aquarium level where there's like a Kraken in a tank that will grab you and eat you. There's a subway level where, uh, subway trains just fly through the platform at random intervals. And so your whole goal is to try to shove and pull someone onto the tracks, you know, to, to kill them. Um, a Ferris wheel where it's a Ferris wheel made out of, uh, hamburgers 
and you can knock the cars off and they fly off and break and kill people. It's, it's really fun. Uh, it's not my kind of game, but my kids, both seven and four year old have picked it up and play it, figured out the controls enough that it has been an entire day of just laughing their ass off playing, <sighs> playing gang beast. I'm not sure how long it's going to last, but for a party game, it's pretty damn fun. Like, it's just stupid enough that it's hilarious when things go right. And so I would recommend it. I, if I had bought this game, I would not be all that happy about it. But <laughs> it is a perfect Game Pass party game. Is it like a like crab fighting simulator? Like, you know, where like you're just like this big like kaiju thing in a city and you're just but like no. on a smaller scale. No, it's like you're you're like regular sized dudes and you're just brawling in in wherever they put you, except the map is what's going to kill you like that. You It's very hard to uh, uh, maybe it's impossible to actually kill your opponent like and win. You're trying to get them set up to where the 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 death point is on the map. And that might be huge grinders that are in the floor, the subway trains, the Ferris wheel, you know, like the, the monsters that walk around, like uh, you're on a skyscraper. So you're just trying to knock them off the ledge, you know, stuff like that. Um, and it's the fun comes in finding the dumb, dumb ways you wind up killing yourself half the time and the other people. So, yeah, it's kind of like fall guys, except for, instead of trying to go from like a to B, you're basically in a room with like three other fall guys and you're all just like grabbing each other and griefing each other and just yeah. being dicks while the environment around you is like going to kill you all. It did create one of my most proud moments as, as a dad though, when I was sitting here making today's outline and I'm listening to them yell back and forth because my seven year old is just griefing the hell out of his sister uh, murdering her left and right. And she's getting upset, but she's still having fun. She isn't like running away or anything. She's still laughing from time to time. Uh, and then I think like the Kraken grabbed him in the aquarium level. And he's like, ah, ah, help me, help me. And I hear from my four-year-old, ha 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 No, <laughs> just like that. Like full fake laughter, pause. No. And I was just like, ah, oh, baby girl. My, that's my that's my girl right there. Yes, the, the sarcasm was high. I was very proud. It was it was a great moment. But that's uh, awesome. so that's Gang Beast. And then uh, the other game I wanted to draw your attention to. It does not have a proper release date yet, but there's a full demo on Steam you can play for free. It's called Terra Nil, and mm. it's from Devolver, and mm. it's very much in a kind of like reverse RTS game. So you're in this game, you are presented with like a wasteland and it's from the traditional, you know, three quarter RTS view. And you, uh, you have to put uh, wind turbines down to get power. And then from there you put uh, soil generators down that'll like convert the land to plantable land. And then you put irrigators down. That'll get you like greenery back um, water pumps to make the rivers flow again uh, and all that. And then it keeps going until you've kind of reestablished this habitat. And it's really cool as, as it goes along, you'll see like fish start to return, deer start to return, birds start flying in. Uh, you're creating forests and wetlands and all this stuff, but it's, 
it's interesting. I played the demo two or three times and there's definitely strategy to it because you can just kind of throw stuff down willy nilly, but you're not going to be able to get to where you need to go at the, like there's stage three of this is uh, your start to build an airship. You start to tear down everything you've built because you've established the habitat and you can recycle all that stuff into an airship to try to leave this area and go to another area that needs your help essentially. But you have to use everything you've built to do it. And it's super strategic in how like you're using your resources and how you're spending it. And the order you start to tear things down in will get you better returns, uh, stuff like that. And it's, it's really good. I mean, it's just, it looks really beautiful. It's got an awesome ambient soundtrack that is total. One of those just little, little jammer relaxation. I'm hanging out and, you know, gonna, gonna put some trout in this, in this river and life's good. You know, like it's one of the got good vibes to it. Um, it's, I, I've totally hooked. I've added it to my wish list. I'm, I'm ready for the full game of this one. Um, so that I would highly recommend Terra Nil, uh, N-I-L is the name of that one. Yeah, I just looked at the video for it and stuff, and it looks really pretty, and I think I remember it during, like, uh, I think they showed it during their presentation during E3. Oh, did they? I don't remember it. I think, maybe just briefly, but it looks, it reminds me a lot of Loop Hero, in the sense where I'm, like, looking at it, and it looks really cool, and I can totally tell, though, that later on, there's going to be strategy that, mm-hmm. it's like, you're going to pick up on and stuff. Like, later on, like, something's going to, like, probably change the game. Well, and and it's funny It's funny when you play the demo, because the first two stages of the demo are very much, like, you know, chill vibes. You're just rehabilitating things. And then you hit stage three of the demo, and you're like, oh, there was a point to all that. Oh, oh, wait, I would actually do that totally differently had I known that there was a point to all this. And um, and so I did. And it was a lot better. But uh, but yeah, it's it's awesome. And uh, by the way, Justin, did you see Loop Hero got an update? No, dude, I I've been meaning like I've been meaning to go back to Loop Hero because I do want to play more. But I've been so busy at work and stuff. I haven't really had a chance to. I've downloaded the update. I have not messed with it yet, but apparently there's three new card sets. Um, They've are three new cards. They've changed how things stack and they've changed like how you can save mid run now. So, Oh my God. Yeah. I'm like, uh, now that you said that I'm like pulling up like the patch notes and stuff. And and they added four times speed, which hell yeah. (laughs) Especially for that early gameplay of loop hero. Give me four times speed, you know? Um. Oh, and Shannon, did you catch the Power Washer Simulator update? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> oh, buddy, they added a challenge mode. Um, they added more levels. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing they added. And Shannon, I know you're going to be down with this. When you get to the last three things, uh-huh. they add a to do list in your corner. That's awesome. Which is just it's so helpful. It's just mm-hmm. so helpful. Like. And, um, oh, and when you hit tab, the dirt indicator lasts like two seconds longer. That's great because I, yeah, that's a problem. But the only other problem is, is like when you're above a ledge and the dirt is underneath, like they need to, they need to show that a little better. Yeah. Yeah. There needs to be like an ambient glow from it or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you, but 
game of the year power washer simulator. So, <laughs> yes. Definitely scratching some itches. <laughs> but that's all I've been playing. Shannon, what about yourself? So uh, I guess we'll wait for Doki Doki at the end. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah, we can do that at the end. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that in our spoiler section where we do Loki. So Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So um, I played two games uh, this week. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2. So mm-hmm. I got it for the Switch. I know Justin's going to give me shit because I paid 60 bucks for it. I pre-ordered it. I got some extra skins. I'm happy. Um, created my character. <laughs> Um, playing playing the game, it's essentially Monster Hunter Stories, the first one, but you know, uh, a different clan and everything else is basically the same. There's not much that's changed to it. So if you like the first one, you're gonna like the second one. The problem I've had with this game though is I've never had this problem with any other games, but um, for some reason this game to- like is a sound Nazi um, for. You know, wanting to know exactly what kind of setup you have your uh, Switch plugged into. So if you're docking your Switch and you're playing this game and you have uh, like a sound bar, like that's mm-hmm. not so you're not using your TV sound, but you have it set up in like home theater mode, you will hear the music, but you won't hear the, the audio. You won't hear like the, the speech, like people talking. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, so like you have to back out of the game, you have to go into your settings on your Switch, and you have to change it from automatic to stereo, and then you have to go back into the game, and then you have to restart the game, and then go back and change your sound options so that you can hear the sound and the music at the same time. Like all the sound effects and everything like are gone. All you hear is the music if you don't reset everything. So that's kind of frustrating. Um, and then the load times in the battles can be a little... Uh, long like you'll hit something and then it'll pause and then it'll go into the battle and sometimes that can take like 10 to 15 seconds and you're just kind of like bruh like what's going on (laughs) um and then like the load times going into the uh the caves aren't bad um but i've noticed that when you do some of the larger attacks that are more like flare oriented like you know they have a lot of like pizzazz to them uh that it kind of chugs a little bit like the frame rate drops um it slows down so that's kind of a bummer um i don't know if that would change if it was in handheld mode um i haven't tried it yet but um i'll be playing this week uh, in handheld to see if it gets any better um so you know those are the only two things that are really a bummer about it i mean i'm I'm having fun with the game itself it's the monster hunter that i want (laughs) you know it's as opposed (laughs) to the other monster hunter game um so you know i'll enjoy it um, I plan on beating it and then we'll go from there. Um, the other game that I played, uh, was from a, a company called Diabolical Minds and it is a twin stick shooter that has some roguelike elements to it. And it's called Riddled Corpses. Um, I would suggest not looking it up on Google. Um, I would probably <laughs> just look it up in, um, in the, the Nintendo switch store or on steam. It's on sale right now. Uh, I think it's 80% off on, uh, in steam. So it's $7 and 99 cents. It's got um, the pixel art, like retro pixel art uh, look to it. Uh, And your characters basically level up um, by using gold um, to purchase, um, you know, levels uh, to increase their levels. Um, It's very simple. It does. You don't get to choose 
what levels up on the character. They basically just get stronger all the way around. Um, so in the beginning, you know, you have a single shot like pistol that basically like, you know, you aim with your right joystick and you move around with your left joystick. Basically just like plunk people. It takes about four or five shots to kill a zombie. But by the time you've leveled up like three or four times, you're killing the zombies in like one shot. Now you're you're taking out like cars and the cars are exploding and taking out zombies. So as you progress through the game and you get strong, your character gets stronger, like they're more effective uh, in cleaning out the levels with the uh, with the enemies. It does get a little overwhelming. Um, there is very little, like, there's no tutorial at all. Like, you pick up, like, stopwatches and sticks of dynamite, and you're like, what do I do? What do I use these for? And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you'll see a prompt on the side of your screen when you have a brief moment to kind of investigate the situation further. You can see, like, oh, okay, if I hit A, I can drop a stick of dynamite here. What does that do? And then it, like, blows up everything on the screen. So it's kind of like a good, like, get-out-of-jail-free card when shit gets crazy. Um, and then there's a stopwatch, which will like freeze all the enemies on the screen. It won't freeze um, bosses special attacks. So like if they get a special attack off before you hit the before you freeze them, that special attack will follow you around and like, um, you know, try to still hit you, um, even though everything else is frozen. Okay. Um, so that's kind of a, a bummer in that respect. But I was going to say that doesn't sound like a good thing that sounds yeah, annoying no. as hell yeah like it, it like i, I kind of learned it the hard way on the like the boss on the first level and i was just like dude that that was a cheap shot i'm not i'm not taking that but it's like it's like four hits and you're down and then basically you go back in you start at the title screen again and you go back in and you level up your uh your character and then you go jump right back into it um it's not like too roguelike in the sense that the uh, the levels will change like it's basically just fighting waves of zombies on every level until you get to the boss um the only thing that changes is the way that the enemies come out they're always going to be the same type of enemies but they'll just be in a different order gotcha. um so it's a it's a good game i mean for 7.99 it's fun um it's a good like palate cleanser between games um it's challenging enough to where you're not just going to beat it hella fast, but at the same time, you feel rewarded when you do. Um, it's just in that sweet spot of difficulty. So, you know, I think, Justin, I think you would like it a lot. Um, and, Zach, I think you'd give it a try and have your fun with it. But, <laughs> you know, I think you'd tap out after a while. Gotcha. Gotcha. But that's all I've been playing. Uh, Justin, how about you? So, for me, I... <laughs> It's funny, since we were talking about Bloodstained earlier, uh, Bloodstained also got an update that I checked out uh, over the weekend, which it's funny. They added, like, a classic kind of Castlevania mode, which I tried out, and I think it's fucking hilarious because, you know, it's the father of Castlevania, and it is literally Castlevania 1, but with Bloodstained enemies and everything. But I played, like, the first two stages... And it is pretty much verbatim Castlevania 1 on NES. Like, the stages, the, like, enemy placement, the final boss at the end was, like, a big bat. Like, the the running, like, panther thing. Like, it is literally Castlevania 1, but in Bloodstained, which is kind of, like, the ultimate, like, fuck you to Konami. And I thought it was pretty great. Um, So, I played that. I also, uh, Magic the Gathering Arena... Uh, I played some of that this weekend since the new set Dungeons and Dragons is out. Oh shit! It dropped. Uh, it so 
uh it's out yes uh like the you can buy boxes of like the set boosters and stuff and it's out on arena actual draft boxes though for drafting that doesn't come out until i'm in california that comes out the friday that we're supposed to hang out that's when draft boxes but it's on arena now and you can technically buy physical cards and stuff now you just can't buy draft boosters or boxes you got you got that on your calendar shannon to pick up yes (laughs) um so yeah i went on arena and checked out dungeons and dragons and opened used my code to get my free boosters and did some games and stuff to buy some um and a lot of this new set like the dungeon mechanic and stuff seems really interesting and most people though that i played online it's funny because the older sets haven't rotated like rotation for standard is coming in like the next couple months so there's still Throne of Eldorain and, like, a lot of the earlier sets that are way stronger than this set. So, like, no one's really using a lot of the Dungeons & Dragons cards, uh, okay. like, competitively. And I don't think people will until rotation happens. Because a lot of the people I was playing online that were trying to use, like, the dungeon mechanics and whatever, I was just, like, crushing them with my, like, mono-red giant deck and stuff and just doing whatever so i think it'll be more competitive once the other rotation happens and like the other three four sets go away um it'll be better and so i played that and then i also played uh this game it is on the epic store right now for free until the 15th um i actually think zach might be down for it it's called (laughs) iron cast all right and the general premise is it's a puzzle game it's similar in a sense to like puzzle quest or i would even say like monster train or something like that but it's like a match like match the gyms whatever but it's steampunk and what's interesting though is you're not like doing match like exactly match three and stuff you're not trying to line up the gyms like with the mouse you can connect it like any angle like of stuff around you can like drag the mouse over to connect you can do like rows of like i've did like rows of 10 like 13 gyms in a row and stuff just depending Hmm. on how you can like snake it and you have like a mech that you're like reinforcing and moving down the battlefield to like defeat waves of like enemies and stuff so it's like you have to make repairs and boost your weapons and get energy to continue walking and stuff like that so i've only played like a little bit of it but as someone who's a huge fan of puzzle quest and just match yeah, threes yeah. And stuff, monster train and stuff it's like right up my alley hmm. and the uh the steampunk kind of overlay on everything is pretty cool well, i will probably download that that sounds interesting and the low low price of free you can't yeah. really that Totally. Well, all right, guys. So I think we are going to be entering the spoiler section of our show. We're going to talk some Doki Doki Literature Club, some Loki, and then uh, Black Widow. We are tabling till next week because I am not seeing the movie until tomorrow. And Justin is also not seeing it. But Shannon did his homework, but we can't copy off his test at this point. <laughs> so we are going to do that next week. Um 
So if you do not want spoilers, thanks for hanging in there and uh, hope to see you next week for more of these shenanigans, if you will. Um, and yeah, let's talk a little Doki Doki because I've been waiting for Shannon to beat that game. And uh, first off, let me ask you, Mr. Moore, was I right? Because <laughs> yeah. if you recall, uh, your girlfriend was asking you, bro wtf you were asking me bro wtf um and i said you need to hang in there because when it goes sideways holy shit it goes sideways <laughs> and and i just need to ask you now that you've played it was i right you were not wrong sir uh, <laughs> thank, thank <laughs> i uh, like i had i broke this down like uh you know my whole playthrough for my girlfriend and she was like what the hell happened to this game and i said i don't mm-hmm. know dude it was it takes you places and it changes things and uh it changes your perspective on uh on like this game like from the get-go uh i was surprised but at the same time like i felt like when i did when i completed everything when i beat the game like i felt like I had an, my fill. Like I didn't need to go back and and see the other how everything else played out. You know, you didn't need to go see how miserable you could make everyone else. <laughs> I just think it was super funny because, like, I I mean, like I was talking to Yuri like the whole time, right? She was like the person I was focusing on, and Monica, like the second time around, is like, bro, like you need to stop this because she gets like overly excited. She can't control herself and she just cuts herself like crazy. Like you need to knock it <laughs> off. And you're like, cool, 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 cool. Um, Yuri, here's my poem. Fall in love with me, please. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just like, you're like, I, I don't care what you have to say, Monica. Like, I'm just going to push this button as far as it'll go. Cause like, I already know how this is going to play out. Right. Like, you know, something. Oh, like, do you? Oh, do you know? I, like, I didn't. Yeah. My, yeah. my hebrews was too good at that point. Like, uh, <laughs> Like uh, the game did a really good job of just like showing me how wrong I was. Um, and you mean, uh, it was yeah, just... trapped with the decaying corpse of Yuri in a closet over the weekend for like... three days. Yeah, as you yeah. Oh, dude, like that was the worst. Right. OK, so like <laughs> you're in the class. She does it in the classroom, right? She doesn't do it in the closet. In the oh, closet, right, she right. pulls you in there and she's basically like staring at you and breathing heavy. Like and you can barely see her face, but you could see her eyeballs like shaking. So, you know, she's in there and she's just like breathing you in but then she's just like yeah when she stabs herself in the middle of the classroom and you're just like whoa this is crazy and then the text isn't even intelligible at that point like Mm -hmm. it's just these black letters that show up in the box and they're not even in the box all the way they're like going all the way to the edge of the screen and i'm just like dude what the hell is going on i'm just like clicking the button and i'm like click (laughs) click click and i'm like okay like dude like how long is this gonna take and then all of a sudden the ability to fast forward like shows up and mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, OK, well, this is going to make my life easier. So I started to fast forward and literally like three days, like I was like, oh, my God, if I had sat there and just clicked the button like like I thought I was doing, I would have been there for like literally three days, like just trying to figure out this nonsense. And so like I was a little I was a little upset, but at the same time, I was glad that I figured that out. When I got to the end and it was just Monica and I in a room, it took me 45 minutes to realize that like that was that they weren't going to let you go. Like you were Mm -hmm. just there. And I'm like, okay, well, how do I move this along? Like, how do I reset the game? 
and I couldn't figure it out. Like I just I was just like, okay, well maybe if I just hit the home button and I'll go back out and I'll close it down, and then like that's essentially what I did. Is I went back, I I left the game, I shut it down, like I quit it, and then I started the game up again. And then when I did that, instead of the Doki Doki screen coming up, the um, prompt came up for like the desktop. And then I was able to click on it, and then I went into the character files, and sure enough, like Monica was the only one there. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And then I went back and I was looking at like, um, you know, which characters like which words, like when you're picking out the poems, like who is um gonna be affected by what and i was like oh that's kind of cool and then i saw the music and i was like okay forget this like after about like maybe five minutes of just kind of exploring i went i deleted monica's profile and then i went back into the game to see what would happen Mm -hmm. and yeah they stuff got crazy again uh and like sayori became monica um (laughs) and i was just like okay this is this is dumb uh or well this is creepy i should actually say because like she was just like and we'll be together forever and i was like oh monica what the hell (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah there was like so many little nuances in there i did uh want to go back and um like kind of explore it more just to kind of see like were there any i mean like yuri i knew from the beginning was a cutter like i knew i had her i had her pegged from like the get-go uh sayori like i knew something was gonna be wrong with her i didn't think she was gonna hang herself so like when i walked into the room and she's just like hanging there with her dead ass eyes i was just like holy crap i was like first of all i can't believe they showed it second of all they did such a good job like hitting you with that jump scare and like changing the music and like you know then doing like the pan out to you know with all the glitches and whatever that whole like situation like made me feel uneasy and i don't know what it was about it but like i felt highly uncomfortable like going through that experience so kudos to the developers for nailing the uh atmosphere of that situation um i'm kind of bummed that i didn't that you'd never really get to take natsuki down like a path of of ruin Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the lack of a better word um but yeah it was um it was intense like it was it was an experience like, you know, I, I understand the uh, the the monikers now for for the, uh, you know, the the ESRB rating and everything like that. But, um, you know, it was kind of funny because I know that, you know, she, Monica at one point says, you know, I know you don't because <laughs> I, I, I use Dirk Diggler as my name in the game. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> so. uh it was kind of funny when she was like, I know your name's not Dirk Diggler. Like, I know your friends call you Schmore. And I was like, damn it. <laughs> What's Oof. going on? <laughs> yeah. It's real um, creepy. Yeah. But, you know, it was pretty funny to to see you guys, like, on the outside, like, on the fence. Just like, you know, we're not going to say anything yet. We're going to let you kind of go down this rabbit hole. But, like, Justin at the same time was, like, super excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, dude, because I love that game. Like, when I initially... And they, I think they did a really good job on the Switch part. I was wondering how they were going to do the deleting the files and stuff, because when you initially play on PC, you actually have to go into your directory for the game and stuff and, like, on your computer and find the character files and drag it into the recycling bin and stuff and actually delete it out of the game. So I was wondering how they were going to do that on console. So having, like, a virtual desktop and stuff, you know, it worked. Um, but, yeah, no, each of the characters, like... 
uh, Net Natsuki or whatever. She's one of the ones where she's like the sleeper one for me, where it's like you know I didn't go after her my first or second time, and then going down the path and finding out that her dad feeds her once a week and doesn't keep food in the house, and that's why she's so small is because she's basically being starved, yeah. and why she like scrounges in the couch for coins and shit to buy snacks at school because she's fucking starving to death. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> like that shit's like low key. Like everyone's like fucked up, but hers is like the subtle, like shit's not right at home for her. And she's like, this is the only place I feel comfortable. And these people are starting to freak the fuck out and I don't even like it here anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like this, is, like even this isn't a safe space anymore. Yeah, like, dude. When yeah. she hands you the poem, that's like, I'm genuinely scared for Yuri act like this is a poem because she needs fucking help. I'm like, yeah, dude, yeah. <laughs> like, this is getting too real. <laughs> but like, still like when they have that first, uh, fight, between the two of them and Sayori's not there and you see how like off the rails that fight goes you're yeah. just like holy shit <laughs> oh my god like I don't even know if I want to be in this club anymore <laughs> well and I think I think Justin hit the nail on the head that, that's the secret sauce with this game quote unquote I guess I'll call it a game I don't know this this experience is it's too real like I don't know about you guys I've known people in my life for reals that are kind of like these girls in some way. And like when shit went bad for them, it went bad like this. Like there, there were moments where it was almost like PTSD playing this shit where I'm like, wow. Okay. This guy like knew someone that went through this shit for realsies and just took it to 11. But like, he's most of the way there with how bad it gets sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, whoo, man, like this wasn't someone making shit up. This was someone like remembering something and putting a new face on it. You know, like it, there's a difference. Yeah. I, I think it, you know, I think it just, yeah, you pick up on a lot of it. Like, I mean, if you have experienced those things, you see it right away in the game. You're like, okay, yeah. I've like, I had Yuri pegged from like, even before the first poem, I was 100%, like, 100%, I was like, yes, yeah. like I got you. Uh, and like, and you it's know, just it, like the things, like how she's like holding her hands mm -hmm. and like body language and stuff like that. It's like, yeah. yeah and right when you, and when you invite her over to your house and she's like wearing a sweater and it's like summer and she's like, yeah, I kind of have to. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, ugh, yeah. Like, and that's the thing is, like, I tried to get my friend Troy to play this game, and he's like, I, I watched the Let's Play of it, and I'm like, dude, that doesn't do it justice. Like, because the whole thing is the subtle nuances of, like, everything, like, the dialogue, like, as, like, Monica starts to, like, break the fourth wall, like, more and more, mm -hmm. and just the subtle, like, nuances throughout. And then, like, when you're doing the poems, like, at first there's, like, misery and what a couple, but then by the time you get to the end, like, 80% of the words are, like, murder and cutting <laughs> and you start clicking on one thinking that it's like yuri and then it's like oh for satori like oh and she's dead at this point and then you see her little head from like under the screen kind of pop up and you're like oh yep. shit yep. <laughs> like, what the fuck? yeah i kind of wonder what that was about and like i mean like can you like does it cause like um like a, a rift in like the programming or like that's kind of what i you know, I that's the problem with this game, right? Is I like the game and I like the uh the attention to detail and you know how everything feels the way it's supposed to feel for that type of uh content. Um 
but I do wish that there was more um, flexibility in the story. Like, I understand if you want everybody to meet a specific untimely demise in some way, shape, or form, because ultimately it's a rogue AI that's basically amped up everybody's defects to 11 to make them this way. Um, but it would be, I think, a little bit more... Um, I think there there would be higher replayability if there were other situations or there was more um, weight to the decisions that you made with who you focused on and how, you know, things went. Um, so I would have liked to see that. I mean, it kind of bummed me after I played it and I told, I asked you if uh, there was any uh, reason to play the other ones. And you were just like, in, unless you want to find out like what they say or how they interact with you once they, um, once you write them poems, there's not, there's really nothing more than that. I was kind of bummed. Yeah, because it's all pretty set. It's like one of those things, like, you know, when I played through, it's like, oh, like, I told, you know, the childhood friend that I didn't love her. And I was like, well, let's see if we love her. It's like, no matter what you tell her, she's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> like, no matter what. That, that is the thing when you go back through the game. There are no happy endings. There's no way it plays out where, like, people don't die and things are okay. Like, there's no, like... Oh, well, we got Yuri to some therapy, so it works out all right. You know, no, that never happens. It's well, just Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like Monica basically says that like there was no way that she was going to let you out of there without picking her. Right. So yeah. she was just going to do whatever she had to do to to screw everybody else over. Dude, and I love that. That's one of my favorite parts about the ending is you, you get rid of Monica and then you get the surprise that she's like, yeah, no, I I remember everything that Monica did. Yeah. And then Monica comes back and she's like. Yeah, no, there's no saving the literature club, so I'm just going to fucking brick the game now because <laughs> no matter what happens, there will always be another Monica basically to ruin this. Yeah, yeah. there were a couple parts in that game where, like, uh, I think Monica's face, like, showed up when I think Yuri was, like, starting to go off on a tangent and you were outside mm -hmm. the classroom. Mm -hmm. And, like, her face, like, slowly starts to, like, take over, like, Yuri's text box and her, like, reactions. And then it's just the face. Or it's just her and her whole body. And it's, it stayed like that for like five minutes. And I'm like, dude, like I can't touch a button. It's not doing anything. I was like ready to turn the game. There were a couple of times I was ready to turn the game off because I thought the game was frozen. And like, you know, I was like, oh, you guys did a really good job with this. Uh, that's what's funny, too, is like uh, when I initially played on PC, uh, when you're doing the thing where she's like, oh, who do you want to help out? And it's like Monica, Yori, um, Satori, whatever. On PC, because... Your mouse, it makes your mouse hover over Monica, and every time you try to pull the mouse away, it keeps forcing the mouse back, and yeah. then you just click on Yuri, and then it just goes to the eyes, and then it's like all Monica, and that's all you can click on. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was, <laughs> it's, it's incredibly impressive what this developer was able to do, uh, and it was a very bare bones project. I mean, it was a free shareware game essentially. You know, when it first came out and but it was all there and it's impressive as hell. And it's one of those like I would love to give this this guy and whatever team he's got now a budget and just be like, go make some crazy psychological horror bullshit. Like, let's do this, you know, because because skills, man, the guy has skills for writing. So, well, and that's kind of what I'm hoping to come now that it's on the Switch cuz I know mm -hmm. even when it was free on Steam and stuff, like people were buying it like bundled with the soundtrack and stuff just to give them money. Sure. 
And, you know, there's been licensing deals for merch and stuff like that since then. So, I mean, they've made money off of it. So I'm hoping they can take that money and reinvest it into this team and stuff to build out like a bigger probably like Shan said, maybe where there's more like branched endings and stuff, but something similar yet different because now that, you know, we've seen this, it's like they have to do even more and push it even weirder and stuff to make it surprising again. Well, picture what this this narrative team could do with with something like shattered memories mm-hmm. or something like that yeah. where where it takes kind of an in the box out of the box look at traditional style horror but like this this angle that they're doing in Doki Doki Literature Club is so much more impressive than something like shattered memories does and it's like yeah let, okay i want i want this dude to handle some big time stuff like let's see let's see the big leagues call up you know yeah, have you, Shannon, have you played Pony Island? No. Yeah, if you like Doki Doki, <laughs> you're going to like Pony Island. And right. it's on Steam. Like, the developer who made, he's the one who has that one new game or whatever that he finally partnered with Devolver on. But this was his first game, and it's very similar in the concept of what you're playing is not what you're actually playing. And by the time you get to the end of the game, you're like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Kind of of a frog factions kind of thing. Yes. It is literally like that. And it gets real weird, real quick. Like as you're playing it (laughs) and you're like, what is the actual game that I'm playing here? (laughs) It's five bucks on steam. I might have to grab that just to, Oh yeah, it's good. Well, all right. Some doki doki. So let's talk. We're, We're the penultimate Loki episode. Drop last week, episode five. Uh, I I fucking love this episode. I'm not gonna mince words. This is this episode uh, sealed for me that this has been the best show. And I kind of I'm at the point where I don't really care who's in the castle at the end. My guess is it's gonna be another Loki. Maybe it's Mobius. Maybe it's fucking I don't know Doctor Doom. Who cares? I like they've they've nailed the character development so far of Loki like him and Sylvie I'm down like with every every move they made uh I thought classic Loki was just dropping bars left and right in this episode uh gentlemen your thoughts uh I am really upset <laughs> Oh all right uh, let's hear it because there's only one episode left Oh okay <laughs> Now, like this, this was like ever since they've been in the was it the end of times, like has been legit, like masterful, yeah. um, like Agreed. everything just hits home. Like, I think um, the the girl that was the head of the TVA, I mm-hmm. think she's a Loki variant um, that Judge, it, Judge Renslayer. Yeah, I yeah. think she just uh, I think she's in um, disguise or like she's cloaking herself. Um, uh, but I think that's a that's a Loki variant, and I think that's the head of the TVA. Um, so All I right. think she's in the house. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just everything about it was awesome. Um, I know the classic Loki, like that actor, has done like so much work. Um, he was uh, he was one of the Doctor Who's, right? Uh, I think he he played in Doctor Who, but I don't remember him. He's not in. I only know Doctor Who from when they rebooted it. So unless he was like an original, he was probably one of the original Doctor Who's. Actually, Mm -hmm. I think he's one of the later ones because they made him an old person in like a couple seasons ago or something. So I think it was him. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah, R- Richard Richard Grant. Mm-hmm. Richard E. Yeah, Grant, he's phenomenal. Like he's great. Like I loved him as classic Loki. And classic Loki kicked ass. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was just like legit. Like, let me show you why. Like I was, you know, I was able to get away from Thanos. Like, let me show you what I can do. Um, and you know, he was pretty. Like, I love that whole battle sequence at the end. Um, and like his demise, he went out on top. Like he went out, like you know, fighting his fight the way he wanted to go. I liked it. Like he wasn't cowering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I'm interested to see like what Mobius does because he just kind of bounces like towards the end of that. He just kind of goes back to the TVA and they're like, "What are you going to do?" And he's like, oh, "I'm going to take it down from the inside." Uh, and you're like, "Okay, well, you know, everybody knows you're going to be back there. I mean, it's not like you have a job there." <laughs> see, I was <laughs> I was talking uh, I was talking to our mutual friend Carlos about this this week and his theory, basically that whole like I'm going to burn it down part, um, was the ringing bell for him that it was Mobius all along. Like Mobius is actually the person behind the curtain. Mm. And that when he steps in there, he's going to the castle or whatever. You know, and if you think about it, it's one of those like, yeah, I'm just going to leave. If these guys die, they die. That's great. But I better go get ready in case they don't. So. Interesting theory. Interesting. And and Mobius himself is also a Loki variant was the other thing. Mm. See, I figured Mobius was going to go back and free the one girl that they have as a prisoner there right uh, now that had her memories awakened. And the two of them, like, they're going to get, yeah, then they're going to get two friends. And then, like, they're going to, like, bring, try to, like, take down the TVA. Mm. Uh, I thought this episode was great, though. And there was a lot of. I thought really good moments. Of course, old man Loki and stuff was great. And I like how he survived Thanos and stuff was like the fan theory on how actual Loki like could have survived Thanos yeah. and stuff. Um, so I thought yeah, that... they're like, Oh, like he, he hid from Thanos. And then, then the theory was like, maybe our Loki did too. Yeah. You know, like, and then hit out on a planet for a while. Who knows? So I like that. And I like all the little Easter eggs they had. They had the Thanos copter. Yeah, that was in great. there and stuff, and then they had the little frog Thor and stuff, which I thought was hilarious. The the and living tribe, the living tribunal head, which I thought was amazing. Yeah, they had just so much stuff, and um, I thought it was hilarious when Loki was like to kid Loki, he's like, oh, well, he's like, what was your thing? He's like, oh, I killed Thor, and he was like, oh, <laughs> like yeah. shit, okay, <laughs> like I'm listening, <laughs> like what the fuck. Yeah, I kind of wanted to know, like, what was so special about that sword he had? Like, how come it was, like, it freaking lit on fire so, you know, like, by itself? How come it has this, like, it's imbued with special powers? I've never known any Loki to really kind of carry a, a sword that lit itself on fire. Maybe maybe that's what happens when you uh, when you jack Thor, you know, when you give Thor that business, your weapons start <laughs> igniting on fire. Yeah, but the other dude had like the Thor's hammer, like the the other Thor variant had his hammer, right? Like, well, it wasn't his hammer. It was like made out of like machine parts and shit. But I don't mm. think it was actually Thor's hammer. Mm. But um, what I thought was funny too though was when Old Man Loki helped out at the end, like after the smoke monster like, got him. There's like debris floating in the background, so you're like, did he survive? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That was all just, he told you exactly how he did it before. <laughs> well, and that was also my maybe classic Loki is the the man behind the curtain, too. Like, 
that see they they set it up to where it's like there's no sure it's like i'm i'm 99 sure there is a loki at the end of this line but is it a loki we've seen before or to shannon's point is it another character that has just been cloaked the entire time as a loki uh I, i'm i'm sure we'll find out on wednesday but i am uh i'm, I'm very excited i don't think we get kang at we'll see, point, and that's like, what everyone online wants to say, and it's like, dude, like, they haven't given, like, they didn't give us, like, anything at the end of WandaVision or Falcon yeah. and the Winter Soldier that was, like, a big thing like that, so I don't think they would do that for Loki, especially when he's going to be in Ant-Man 3. I mean, they've dropped a ton of Kang clues throughout the show, and I think that all that means is you're going to watch Ant-Man 3 and be like, oh, yeah, the Kang was totally coming. Like, the fingerprints were there, but I don't think we get him in this. Well, yeah, because the main chick at the TVA in the comics, the judge, is, like, Kang's love interest in the comics, so. Totally. And the the cloud monster, was it Alioth or whatever, is one of Kang's, like, main rivals. Yeah. Yeah, and, and all that. And I find it interesting that they basically made that dude a guard dog, is what they called him. And he is one of the most powerful characters in the Marvel celestial universe. Like he was the first one to figure out how to like beat time essentially. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see if they got any more plans for that dude down the line. Maybe who knows, maybe he just got enchanted in this reality or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think we get Kang or Amortis or anything of this. There's no time left. Like there's, there's one episode it's like, and it would be just doing short shrift. I think if we get anything, it's going to be a, you know, last line of the series, like, Oh, Kang is coming or something like that. Like maybe you get a mention of Kang, but I don't think we get more than that at this point. And then, uh, I'm, I'm just really super excited with how this show has played out. I mean, there's been rumors that we're going to get a second season, but I, I hope so at this point. Like, I love this cast. I think it works really well. Uh, you know, the the awkward junior high school kid sharing a blanket moment was kind of rad. I, I, I thought that was fun. Well, and that's uh, funny, too, because, you know, he's a frost giant. Like, they don't get cold. Yeah, so it was exactly. like a lie. Like, to get like close. They're both lying to each other about how they're cold. It's like, no, you're not. Like, you guys don't get cold. Um. But yeah, I'm 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 with Shannon. I'm bummed that this is ending. I'm I feel like this is easily the best show they put out. Easily. And and a lot of that is to Tom Hiddleston's credit. Like his acting is just way better than everyone else's acting yeah. so far. <laughs> uh I did like the alligator biting off the uh yeah. other Loki's like hand. <laughs> very very, very much a Peter Pan thing there with like the, the pirates showing up and then the crocodile biting the hand off. Yeah, give me more of that Loki, that Loki croc, please. Yeah, I, I'm alligator Loki. I'm I'm here. I'm here for it. I've that seen was... it. Re- I've oh, seen it referred. I've seen it referred to online as Big Al. I'm I'm a Big Al fan. <laughs> like, give me give me more Big Al. That was one of the weirdest parts I thought too. Was that President Loki is Tom Hiddleston, but he's the only one where there's like a doppelganger like of him. Like no one even wanted to address the fact that it's like you two look exactly alike. Like I was surprised nobody brought that up. <laughs> I did love motorcycle Loki with the horns being the handlebars from like mm-hmm. a chopper. It was pretty yeah. good. And then 
but yeah, I, and I also love the line when he opens up the the hatch of which one of us are you? <laughs> so that was really good. But yeah, I'm I'm down. Did you guys catch the what if trailer that dropped? Mm-mm. Kind of got a a bit of the art style that they showed. It, it looks really cool. I'm down. It, it it reminds me a lot of like the uh, that movie, A Scanner Darkly. That mm-hmm. kind of like almost rotoscope looking art style. Um, the voices have maybe they got some people from uh, Crystal Dynamics. You know, if they got you know extras from their uh, Avengers game, because the voices seem just. It's that uncanny valley with voices where you know that's not the right guy, but it sounds like 90% there, but it ain't that dude, you know? <laughs> and so there's some Black Panther lines and uh, Tony Stark lines and stuff in the trailer where it's like, oof, oof. <laughs> very, very Johnny or, or uh, Jack Sparrow in the Sea of Thieves demo. Where, <laughs> All right. But I recommend checking that out. Uh, we are going to cover Black Widow next week. Uh, anything else you guys want to drop on us before we sew this bad boy up? No, I don't. I don't think I got anything. Justin, what kind of food are you having? Like, what? What, do you, what kind of? What kind of flavor you got on them wings? Um, I got some. There's a pizza place out here called Doughbirds, and they're known for their oven roasted chicken and also their pizza. So I got some pizza with, but they have the best buffalo sauce, like out of any place I've ever had their buffalo. It's like a little sweet and spicy, but it's not too sweet or too spicy. So yeah, I got like a chicken leg, some pizza. Delicious. Nice. Delicious. And then, um, oh, I watched Jurassic Park three this weekend with, with my kid because he's a Jurassic Park obsessive <laughs> and um, and man he loved it because he's seven but let me tell you that movie did not hold up very well <laughs> like, oof. I have questions after watching that movie that I didn't remember having before and uh, that's the those... one where they just kind of threw the script out the window and were just like yeah everybody you know what you gotta do just do it please yeah and like <laughs> Sam Neill's back and he spends most of the movie going like, why am I in this movie? Good Lord. Um, <laughs> He's like, I didn't want to be on this Island. <laughs> I didn't even want to be here today. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the main thing that jumps out is how much better the effects have gotten from Jurassic park three to Jurassic world. Because man, those dinosaurs look like you're on some universal tours ride. <laughs> like that's, that's level of realism when that spinosaurus is attacking the plane it seriously just looks so, such like an animatronic and it's like today you know they'd have the animatronic but they would dress it up with some cgi around the edges to make it look a lot cooler that that mouth and those eyes whew, you're like yeah that's a robot <laughs> so ah, but yes dinosaurs we celebrate dinosaurs in this house so let me tell you. Um, but yeah, I guess that is a show. So Justin, if you've put your uh, drumstick down, why don't you go ahead and land this plane? You know what, guys? Thank you, guys. Listen to another episode that Pixel Life. We got some Loki spoilers going on on the Discord, and I'm sure uh, I'm gonna have to watch the episode first thing Wednesday because I know 
that it's going to be popping off once the final episode drops. And God forbid, I do not want any spoilers on Facebook, Twitter, or there. So. I think I'm just I think I'm just staying up late on Tuesday and doing it. <laughs> I'm just so scared about it getting spoiled. Yeah, I'm gonna like have to like as soon as I like clock into work, like put it on the screen and watch it, and not go on Facebook, not go on anything to make sure that it does not get ruined. For me. I like how it's the first thing you're doing at work. <laughs> yeah, I'm right. like I'm like yeah, I got 47 emails to read, but let me tell you what, I need to watch this episode. <laughs> but you know what? You know what, guys? It's not happening. <laughs> but yeah, so head on over to Discord. We got spoiler talk. We got um, if you got a picture of a cool new Bang Energy drink, you can throw <laughs> it in there since I know that's the hotness that's going on in the thread right now. And I'll tell you what, I'm gonna have to get it. Oh uh, yeah, dude, I'm looking for a 7-Eleven right now. Like, <laughs> um. So go over there, and you know what? If you if you're happen to be on the computer, you know, and listen to the podcast on iTunes, give us a review. Let us know, you know, what you think. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, "I can't believe Italy won the Euro Cup." And hey, guys, go be great. I wanna keep on going, man.